Hey folks, Chad here with Massage Core Academy and I want to tell you about our done for you social media membership. It is everything that you need to post on social media, your graphics, your content and resources so that you can level up your online reputation. Go to massagecoreacademy.com to register and you can do that right now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sheets. We are your hosts, Chad and Jeanette, and today we're talking about taking offense and its effects. YOLO! Hey, what's going on? I stuttered a little bit with that announcement. I like it though because here's the thing: it's real, right? <laughs> yeah. We're like we're, people are like you, you watch some of these podcasts, you listen to some of these pod, watch if it's video, right? And you listen to some of these podcasts, and you're like, man, they always sound so perfectly orchestrated. We're real, right? This is a one and done, one take. Yeah, and we make mistakes, and get, most oftentimes, you get what you get. Most oftentimes, I keep them in just because one, it adds a little, it adds a little laugh, and two. It's just that's I we said it from the beginning. If we're going to do this, we're we're going to do it naturally because yeah. neither of us has time to spend four hours editing out every um and and glitch in the system. So, yeah, it's um, <clears throat> I've been watching a lot more podcast reels. So people who do like a yeah. full 30 minute podcast, but like the short, like 60 second snippet of like something that jumps like out. a topic. Yeah. And we haven't, we haven't gotten into that too much. Right. We, we, we preach master your craft, then put it on Google and then work on social media. Right. So we're right. not in that social media stage because to give be completely frank, we've been spending three years mastering our craft. Right. Yeah. We're rolling out membership, um, quarter three right now. Right. We're, yep. uh, we got our podcast going, um, partnerships coming out soon. So we're mastering what we do, but yeah, we'll start sharing stuff. Anyways, all that to say, I've been watching some of these and it's really interesting. A lot of the topics come up and it's about people being offended about other stuff. Yeah. And <clears throat> I get it. We're in a time where technology enables somebody to have a voice that otherwise might not have had a voice, which is can be great, right? right. We're in a time where technology gets you information relatively instantly. And everybody has access uh, to information like we've never had before. Right. But that also creates um, the opportunity for things that we ha we didn't plan. And, you know, somebody can go on and wholeheartedly pour their soul and somebody's going to comment on what they're wearing. Or somebody's going to be offended because they were being genuine and organic and said something that somebody else takes offense to. And the reality is, as business owners, we have to think about this as a potential situation. It may have never come up ever. Right. But if it comes up, what are you, how are you going to be prepared for that conversation or that topic? Or um, maybe you're the one that's offended by something that your client does or vice versa, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit today is, you know taking offense but like the response of a client and their the massage you gave them right because maybe um maybe to them your massage sucked yeah and guess what that's okay it's okay if it sucked yeah you, you don't have to be right for everybody uh, but what happens after that feedback's received and that's that's the important piece so um let's go ahead and dive into it Okay, so can we uh let's see which way do we want to take this do you want to cover? Like what I typically see 
based on like, I'll see a Facebook post and usually that therapist will say, this is the situation, this is what happened and this is how I feel. And it's kind of like a shout out for support or comments and suggestions, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so let's take that, Rob. Brief us on what the scenario is that triggered this topic. And then I will never disregard feelings, but I will put into light what the facts are when it comes to what are we going to do? Because Well, we and have- it's a little bit of psychology. Like yeah. it's a little bit of plain old psychology. So we'll t- I'll tap into that a little bit. Yeah, but okay, cool. General, two seconds or less. Um, situation is a therapist works on a client. The client is less than satisfied with that massage and leaves either like negative feedback or says, yeah, that just didn't do the trick. This is still sore. Or, I mean, they might even say something as bad as like, that's the worst massage I've ever had. Sure. Okay. And let's just, for argument's sake, like you did everything perfect. You were on point that time, like you thought it was a good massage or it was your standard quality massage, okay? We gotta lay out our baseline here. And we, I think we also have to take into account you as the muscle manipulator, as I put it, um, you feel the difference. So you know what you did contributed to something, right? Correct. So you know that uh, and I'm going to put it in the outsider's point of view that not is no longer there, right? You've done some manipulation that is alleviated. So now we're talking right. about their um, their take on the experience less than the actual uh, something did change or get better or resolve. Right, right. right. Okay. So they leave this negative thing and you walk away going, well, what did I do wrong? And then the typical response is normally to turn internal and like reevaluate and overanalyze everything from the moment they first talked to you until the moment they left. And at the same point, I know that in 99% of those people, what's running in the back of their mind is, why well, have this full book of clients? Like I'm being ridiculous. But that that thought process is still there because we don't like to leave clients unsatisfied. So that's what I typically see because in these posts, the comments are basically like, you know, like you did fine. Like, don't worry, they're not your ideal client. Or, you know, you did a great job. Don't let someone else's experience and point of view influence how you feel overall about your craft. Like it's a ton of like supportive, supportive comments. And occasionally you might see like a, like, okay, well, did you make sure to do this? Did they ask for Swedish and you gave them a little bit harder? Did you check in with pressure? Like, yes, those things all contribute. And, but typically the, the experience for the therapist that's making the post is, oh crap. Like I didn't, I didn't do my job well, even though, you know, based on all of the above. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, a good, I'm just going to remind everybody, you're not, you're not the perfect massage therapist for every client. So first of all, we have to have that mindset and understanding that, um, we can do a great job. That doesn't mean that everybody's going to say you are 100% out of a hundred that, and right. that's, that's okay. Right. Because at the end of the day, our goal is to, um, do our best and if they're a great client for us they're ideal they and they uh you know they they get um 
fulfillment out of what we've done together, then uh, perfect. And if not, that's okay. They can go somewhere else. It's so you don't have to retain every single client. There is no such thing as every client on your client list is perfect. Um, you can work towards that. You can try and you know work out the folks that aren't a good fit, and you know try to continue to attract the right people. But what we that's the first thing you have to remember that it's not going to be perfect every single time, and not everybody's the perfect fit for you. A, B. Now you also have to think about what can you control uh, to hopefully eliminate that as an even a possibility before they leave. So uh, you're you're bringing up that they got feedback after the fact, right? So a negative review, um, a post on social media, they reached out to you directly and said, hey, listen, something, something wasn't right, I'm not satisfied, uh, whatever that is, right? You got feedback after the fact. The question is, what can you do to control that beforehand so that that never even happens? And there's, a, there's several things you can do, and I don't want to go into the whole list of, of you know, what you can do. But if you're if you're having great communication during the session, that's going to help eliminate that. If you're having an exit interview, a post-session assessment, and you're having engaging in conversation with them about what happened, why they're able to do this, and what the expectations uh, were, um, you're going to give them an opportunity to bring that up. Um, if you're If you're asking for a rebook before they leave... And they're saying no. Now you have the opportunity uh, to overcome that objection as to why don't you want to rebook? What can we do? And then now you're again communication. So you're seeing the trend here. Um, so I think there's several things you can do before it even becomes an issue. And I know that doesn't help with what happens in the event of because you're not always going to be able to control everything. But if you have a process in place you can do you can start to control that conversation a little bit better before it becomes an issue right 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 and it's actually been i'm going to make a note because it's actually been a while since we've covered the six step process and lately there's been a lot of people that have been asking questions about rebooking so mental note uh in two in two or three weeks we're going to be uh talking about that um as part of our uh, one of our podcast topics so stay cool. tuned because it's a hot topic Back to our original programming. Yes, like wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying. Like part of that is the process. But here's where we're going to level it up. Are you ready? So sometimes there is one or two comments that say, let them go and just be glad they're not going to be on your table anymore. And that kind of breaks my heart. Um, not because I think anything, anybody's doing anything wrong or incorrectly. However, that person, let's say that this is a person that you are aware of that they do not have the proper, I don't know, education or common sense or knowledge about how massage therapy works or their expectations are, um, exceedingly high. Does that make sense? Like the cl the client. For sure. And again, that's another controllable. Have the conversation and you need to be able to assess that person. Uh, right. If you set expectations, now you know what you have to hit. But if you right. don't set expectations, you don't know where their mind is. They might think right. you're getting the world. Right. So you have to set those expectations. And that's, again, we're going to get back to the process in a couple of weeks, but that's your pre-assessment, right? You're right. going to let them know what's going to happen over the next 60, 90 minutes. So my first response, and this does not, for me, this does not include 
like Google reviews or massage book reviews. We that's another topic that's going to happen in another in a couple weeks here. Um, it's how do I put this? Treat it as potentially a learning experience for them. Like, yes, you've set the expectation, but if somebody came to me afterwards and they walk out of, you know, they walk out of my office and um, when I try to have a conversation with them about my post-session assessment and they say like, yeah, I, that was a, I did not enjoy that at all. My first question is going to be, okay, why not? Like, what would you have changed? What would you like? to have seen from that massage. You get a very, very specific answer, especially if you approach it from like, okay, well like, hey, why not? Like, I want you to be satisfied and you know, why not? Sit down and have the conversation with them. If you can't, at least have it on the phone later because it might be that they just did not know how to communicate. Like you could have gone through the whole list of stuff and said, I'll check in on pressure, blah, 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 blah. but if it's their first or second massage or they haven't had massage in a while or they haven't really had a professional massage, they might not feel comfortable enough to ask those questions until after they've received it and the only experience they know is, I didn't like that. Oh, if at all. If they even give you that feedback. So, absolutely, 100%. So you have to set those um, guidelines early on of not only am I going to check in with you, but your feedback is imperative to the success here. Right. Right. And again, that goes back to that pre-assessment conversation and setting the expectations. The expectation is I'm going to check in with you, but you need to tell me honestly what's going on. Because if we go 60 minutes and it sucked for you, we're not going to find out till 60 minutes later and nobody wins there. Right. And and I mean, it could be, I know a lot of us, like I book myself a half hour break in between. So I would be able to at least sit down and have a 10 minute conversation about it. Would I be rushed setting up my table for the next client? Yes, but in my opinion, in my business, that would be time worth spent. But if you don't have the time, you can at least say, oh my gosh, well, I apologize that that wasn't up to your expectations. I'd like to have a further conversation with you about it. Is it all right if I call you at date time tomorrow, later on this evening, because I'd really like your feedback. Chances are they're not going to say no. They're not going to say no. And if they say no, that's okay. Then guess what? They don't want to be educated. Don't force it. It's not going to make the situation any better. And they probably are just going to be a client that keeps bouncing around with unreasonable expectations because they have their walls up. People like that still do exist and there's nothing you can do to change their mind. And you don't want them them as a client anyways because they're not receptive to what you're bringing. But if we could reduce the amount of people that are just innocently uneducated and change those people's mindsets. Like I know I've done it a couple times within the last year where somebody was like, oh, I I didn't know that wasn't the proper way to ask for that. Like I've always just asked for, um, you know, deep tissue massage. I didn't realize that deep tissue massage Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and most people leave negative reviews or negative feedback for one of two reasons. Either it was poor, <laughs> it just wasn't good uh, for them based off their expectation of what they should be getting. Right. Or they don't feel heard and cared for during the experience. And right. the people who have the expectation that is beyond reality, you don't want them on your table. And the person who, um, you know, 
wanted to feel heard or cared for, you're now connecting with them. And guess what? You eliminate that. Now you've won a client for life because they feel heard and cared for. Why would they go anywhere else? They're right. going to have to. So, yeah, I, I I love that that you you follow up, have a conversation, but you ask why. What is it? Talk to me. Let's 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 figure this out. And yeah. Do you know how many businesses don't ask why? Like, I mean, I mean, straight from corporate down to like, um, I really haven't experienced it on like a local or like a solo owned business level, but like retail stores, everything, you just bring it back. And like, I mean, the last clothing piece I returned, I just said, I have to return this. And they said, okay, scan beep, here's your money. And I was like, wait, you're not even going to ask why? Well, it, because, <laughs> it's because it, it's because that's not feedback that they're going to take action on. So they don't actually care they assume that what they put out there is quality it's perfect and if it's not for you that's okay it's for somebody else they're okay letting you go they're not trying to retain you as a customer they don't care about the feedback and right it's it's just a uh it's 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 unfortunate um but we have the opportunity we have the ability to just connect with people uh, human to human so you know when you talk about a large company trying to connect with people on a human to human basis um there's very few that do that right yeah you you will nine times out of ten get further in getting an issue resolved by tweeting them than you will by having a conversation with somebody in their store and the reason is is because they care about their reputation they don't care about the customer it's not that they right. don't care but they don't care to put the effort in to win you Right. We're not in that situation. We're nope. in a situation where we get to win you. We get to build relationships. We get referrals. You are going to become an advocate of us because we are going to be the obvious choice for you. Right. So in my opinion, if you have a negative review from somebody and you reach out to them and say, hey, listen, what's going on? And they're engaging with you. They're they, they're offering feedback. Um Comp their next session. Say, hey, listen, I want to see you back. We're going to we're going to we're going to start over uh and you know this next one's on me let's let's get this done because that small little gesture costs you 80 bucks costs you 90 bucks but what does yeah. it do it wins you 6 12 18 months worth of that client in the long run and right. you may have lost them but instead you're going to have thousands of dollars and a client for life that's going to be referring people it's worth taking care of them, making them feel heard and cared for and copying that next session to win them for life. And you'll probably get a positive Google review from them, which speaks volumes anyways. So uh, I say do what you can to retain them if they are the right client and they just need to be heard and cared for. And if yeah. there's somebody that has poor expectations, look at yourself, make sure you set those expectations and you delivered on what you promised. And if you didn't, you need to go back and fix your process. Uh, but if you did, let them you can let them go because they're not a right fit for you right and i mean one of the major effects that it has on people is that like you know maybe it happens once or twice or three times a year maybe it doesn't maybe it only happens once a year but sometimes it happens when you're just having a really bad week like you have bad weeks as a business owner like maybe you're just a little bit more fatigued maybe there's something going on personally that you just can't put to the back of your mind like we all have bad weeks and when that happens at a bad week or for females when it happens during our cycle or whatever whatever the situation is sometimes it happens and almost the reaction of like taking offense or being uh what's defensive about it or being upset gets amplified by those other situations which is 
totally normal. But you have to recognize that. And like, it's not really that big of a thing to just say like, okay, this happened. How can I change how I'm responding to this? Like it's, I, it's, I feel bad when I see one of those posts because I've been through that myself and I know that it can take a couple days to pull out of it. So if we can change our mindset about those simple things by following everything we just talked about, it just makes your business life a little bit better because you're prepared to handle it. Oh, I got one of these. Okay. Hey, why? Like maybe, you have that maybe process. It takes three for hours it. instead of three days now, right? So you can, yeah. you can listen, I, I have bad days. I, I know people that have bad days, you know, and when those situations come up, my advice is process this, right? But if you have a pro, if you have a blueprint on how to process uh, effectively, then maybe it doesn't take forever, ever. You don't dwell on it. You're able to say, okay, look, cool. I'm going to process this. I'm going to check my feels uh, and then I'm going to assess it. I'm going to figure out how can I grow from this? What can I do to resolve this? Is this out of my hands? All that good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so now you can get through it quicker and you're no longer affected by it. Uh, you're not putting that on your clients, your your next client that's coming up. Uh, and you have a, a really good opportunity to get through it quicker, but in a healthy way. Right. Right. Um. So I've been, I've been trying to figure out how do I segue to this little thing I want to talk about? Speaking well, okay, of so, healthy ways. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, really kind of it does. Uh, because one of those, one of the ways you talked about like setting expectations and stuff. One of the ways is through a genuine old new old, what? New a old? genuine, yeah, a genuine new old fashioned newsletter. Okay. Email still exists, people, and it is still the primary form of communication other than text message. So you need to have in your system built into uh, into like the confirmation. You need to make sure all of those are great. And then your monthly newsletter, if you're not sending it, is an avenue to also communicate what the expectations of your business are. Okay? And... Sometime in the next 30 days, by the end of this third quarter, we will be launching our uh, done-for-you newsletter template add-on to our membership that we currently have, which is done-for-you social media marketing. And listen, we know that the struggle is real when trying to figure out what to put in your newsletter, and we simplified it for you. That's all I'm going to say. That's my, tid- uh, it, that's my d- tidbit. Done for you means copy, paste, send. I mean, it doesn't get easier than that. So, um, and, you know, I think I brought this up on a previous topic. What what about the other massage therapist that is also copy and pasting the same thing? Who cares? You're not you're not overlapping on clients, so they're not going to get the same thing twice. Right. right? Your clients, your clients, you're sending this to retain, stay in front of them, but also educate them and entertain them. So we are going to create all of the content for you. You copy, paste, put it into your MailChimp, your constant contact, whatever platform you have, and right. hit send. That's and it. We're, and we're going to do you – we're doing you one bonus – by giving you one edited, edited, editable, wow, <laughs> you know that word, piece that you will plug in some sort of policy. One, to get you up 
and out of your chair to make sure that your policies are all where they need to be, and two, so that you're setting those expectations for your clients when they're coming in the door. Fiend. I'm super excited about yeah. it. Yeah, we've got done for you social media. We're adding done for you newsletters. Um, listen, we're here for you, and you guys have been asking how do we streamline our business, and we've been giving you advice. Now we're doing it for now you. Now we're just so. doing it for you. Now we're just going to do it for you. So um, what do we have? Uh, drum roll. What do we have coming up uh, next week? Ooh, MCA Q&A. And that's where we're going to be covering um, uh, how to respond to a bad review that's posted on Google or Massage Book or wherever you receive your review. So without further ado, keep folding your sheets and have a great week, guys. See you next time. to the next level.